Right hand, do it, dog. Oh, you, you did well me, last time, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who have you? Oh, shit. Hold on, let me get one more I've got to say. Oh my god! All right, and we're back. We're back. We're back. The two percent. We got. We got our host. Bro, Coleman. <laughs> Kiabu, man. And Harry is back. Um, we got a spe- We got a special one today for you guys. We got a special guest. Um. You guys don't really see him a lot. He's behind the scenes, taking care of all the little things for us, making sure that we're, our bodies are where we're supposed to be and everything's mm-hmm. going good. Um, but he plays a real vital role in what? He was part of two national championships, multiple super regionals. Like The too, list goes on and on. He touched, touched too many pro guys that have come through. But we got him in the building for y'all. Chris Hamm. Mm-hmm. The man, the myth, and the legend. My God, thank you, man, for coming by. You know, I'm sitting with us. You know, hope we uh, get these people some good stories. One of the best storytellers. You know, um, before we get to all of the storytelling, man, just a little bit about your background. You know, you starting off as a athletic trainer and then transitioned to a strength and conditioning coach for Vanderbilt. You know, for the baseball team, and so kind of walk us through how that happened and just your experience with that. Well, appreciate you guys having me. I just yes. want to start yes, out with that. But mm-hmm. I guess we can go back to when I started with the program. Yeah. So I joined the program in the fall of 2007. So mm-hmm. this was coming off the heels of David Price. David Price and that regional, that first regional that Vanderbilt hosted that didn't end quite the way, yeah. quite the way they wanted to. So I showed up in the fall of 2000 as the athletic trainer. Okay. I was a grad assistant at Belmont. I was 23 years old. Mm. I had no business getting the job that I just landed with Vanderbilt Baseball yeah. with the likes of David Price, Pedro Alvarez, Ryan Flaherty, Mike Miner, Caleb Cotham was on that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, they had some, they had some dudes. So there's this young cat going to sit up in Coach Corbin's office. I'm sure, I'm sure he had a few choice words about the hire at that particular <laughs> juncture, but. <laughs> Uh, I was the athletic trainer for seven years. So in 2014, the the summer after we won that national title, I got approached about moving into the strength and conditioning role. So I guess I need to go back and talk how that kind of looks. So athletic training is more uh, rehab, prehab, and things of that nature. So like when you guys need the attention you need to get back Mm -hmm. on the field, I'm an integral part in that. So come see me, arms hurt, rolling ankle, anything like that. We're, we're an integral part of that as an athletic trainer. Uh, there, there's a lot, lot more layers to that, emergency action plans, things like that. But just to give you a little background, the sports medicine yeah. side of things. So as I was an athletic trainer, I personally had an interest in strength and conditioning the weight room myself. And I knew that we could do things we can do some good things at Vanderbilt if we kind of work together. And it was, there were some times where it wasn't easy to work with the strength coach, but I mean, we, we made our ways through it and stuff like that. But in 2014 is when we had coach Macias mm-hmm. yep, yep. and coach Macias was our strength conditioning coach for that one year. And coach core coach Corbin asked me that year as an athletic trainer, I want you to work real close with Dave make sure the transition for him as well, make sure we're doing things right for the program, things of that nature. After that year, Coach Macias wanted to be on the field. 
Like mm-hmm. everybody knows yeah. Dave. Dave, yeah. Dave wants to be a baseball coach. Yeah. Like that's that's his calling. That's that's what he loves to do. So after the 14th season, coach approached me about moving over to strength and conditioning, and just make it a holistic approach to what we're trying to do as a program: staying healthy, being available, strong, durable athletes is what we're trying to build. But it takes more than one person to do mm-hmm. that. Sports medicine, strength and conditioning, sports science, nutrition, mental health, that's all a component of that. So my athletic training background, I tried to move some of those ideas and principles to what we did in the weight room to help our athletic trainer, to help our program move forward. So the fall of 14 was my first year as a strength coach, and then I stayed in that role up until basically – this this last season yeah last season so mm-hmm. and i moved across the street so i'm actually the associate ad for sport performance and student athlete well-being now okay big that's, time that's, that's too many that's too many words for a job <laughs> title but yeah it's essentially what we were trying to do at vanderbilt baseball but now I'm trying to do it for the athletic department so mm-hmm. it took me it took me a while to realize that i need help in each one of these steps along the way as an athletic trainer i wanted to do everything i wanted to read the mris with the doctors i wanted to get, read the x-rays yeah. like take them to the appointments do the rehabs prehabs like help them return to play in the weight room like that transition and it wasn't until about 2011 i actually got actually got an intern a certified intern for the first time a young lady named uh, at that time it was katie baldwin she's now katie davis she married a Gotcha. Um, he's an assistant coach at Georgia State, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came along in 2011. I'm like, I got help. <laughs> wow, we can do. I can do this, or I can look at this, or I can take a look at this. I'm like, all right, this 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 helps out a lot. Well, it it continued that way. I, I had some. I had help up until that that 14 season where I moved into strength and conditioning. Me as a young professional, I moved into strength and conditioning, and I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm an athletic trainer. I'm a strength coach. You know, I can do this all. I can do it all. I'm trying to help out with rehabs. I'm trying to do all this. I'm like, no. And it wasn't until <coughs> I got an intern, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do this a lot better. And then the program started adding the, those pieces that we talked about, that sports science component, what – Brownie was doing in the pitching lab yeah. and what they're doing with TrackMan, Rapsodo, everything like that. So mm-hmm. the science side of it started to ramp up throughout that time. Um, and then we added nutrition. We didn't have a nutritionist on staff. No, it we was, never had one. Roe never had one. And like, <coughs> we, had, uh, we had Blair. Blair. That's what I'm saying. Like Blair. Blair was the first addition as a nutritionist. Like, okay, now we can start yeah. to do some more things. Um, and then we had we had some mental health components like I don't, you guys remember Ken Revisa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yep. Ken Revisa. All, right. All right, we still we still talk about we still talk about his stories to this day, but add that mental health component to it as well. Uh, and adding these pieces along the way, I'm like, I mean, just just like, I don't I don't know why I didn't like take this into my professional thing, but like getting the right help with you like made things work a lot better and i'm hoping that you guys in your role saw that as it as it grew um and it, as it's, it's still growing yeah i step away i'm like uh, walker grisanti yeah. the yeah. current head strength head strength coach for the baseball program he was my part-time assistant 
for a while. Mm. So I step away from this role, from the strength conditioning mm. role, and we hire him a full-time assistant that just works with baseball. So it's Walker and Hunter Reeser now, along with the nutritionist, along with mental health and stuff like that. So we started adding these pieces to take this holistic approach to what we're trying to do to take care of everybody uh, and help them do what they want to do and play baseball, yeah. play baseball at Vanderbilt. So that's a long-winded story for mm -hmm. it's it, it's not as it's not as simple as the X's and O's in the plans. Yeah. You know I mean, like the the exercise selected or anything like that. It's just not it's not that simple anymore. There's mm. there's a lot more to it. There's the nutrition component. There's the rehab component. Your your athletic trainer, your PT, your nutritionist, um, be everything, sports psychologist, <laughs> and stuff of that nature. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's my long winded. <laughs> story about where i'm at and what i did all right man <laughs> good stuff uh I'm, I'm ready for it man yeah let's get into all it right. Right. <laughs> what the people want to hear man so I, I was talking to harry uh on the phone oh yeah on the weekend and want to hear your take and it might get a little hostile it's which is get, fine it's gonna get hostile okay we're gonna let it be known now but go ahead best athlete to come through Vanderbilt baseball and when I, when I say that, I'm speaking strictly on athleticism and not, not hitting, not defense, not pitching, just pure athlete. Pure athlete. You know, one of my biggest mistakes as a strength conditioning coach, I wasn't a big I'd carry my phone around the weight room guy yeah, and get video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nah. you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Wright. What I, yeah. I told you. Kyle Wright. I that you guys you guys watch it too. Uh, he deadlifted like seven hundred something outrageous. We had to yeah, get the I, was right there. I was right yeah, there next we to him. Yeah, we had to get there. Was, were on the other end of the way, yeah, but I was, there right was there. I didn't film it. Yeah. So that was like one of my biggest mistakes yeah. as drink coach because I'll have people come up and nobody believes. Nobody believes, nobody believes it. Like, but I got nah, it was real. He was moving real. Really, nah, he was moving stuff. Right? Yeah. Like, it was a man. That's stopping, stopping tough. Up. It's not that tough. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> it definitely wasn't it, you. It's, it's definitely not definitely you. Are we speaking okay. on pure athleticism. All right. Okay. Okay. It's not Row. God bless. <laughs> God bless Row. <laughs> but look. God bless Row. This is where I'm coming from. Who else got recruited in the SEC for both sports? I'm just saying, I could for have. defense I playing and offense and football, football and baseball, who else got recruited? I at stopped that level? playing football, but I could have. If, okay. we, if we did a combine, who would blow it out the water? Get out of here, bro. Um, I mean, we know what we had. We did a competition, and the, there's only one person that's in here not that just actually athleticism. competed. He's talking about Omaha. He's like, oh, I want. Oh, Omaha, talking about Omaha Town. Town. Like, that's, that's not just athleticism, though. That's bro. Uh, okay. It's in there. Okay, that's part I, of it. You're making a case for yourself. I I, I can't argue that. that. But you got you got to date back. Like I, you're talking about 07. Yeah, right? you you're talking about some some really good athletes. Oh, as far as just like sheer athleticism, how, how you I move, told you it's how you, not be you half dog. the guys I can't walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. Who wasn't even strong in the weight room? That's guy? what I'm saying. You're missing a component. Well, we got a strength coach here. But, who said who wasn't strong? Who all right, was? so like, if we're just doing the faces in the room, like the best athlete out of this group, that's not even close. I'm probably gonna, <laughs> I'm probably gonna say Kiambu. All right, just we're not talking. I don't skill. care about them. We're not gonna, like, Wait, that's fine. That, but the, the best non-athlete in the room. Like best baseball player, non-athlete is this guy right here. Best baseball player, non-athlete. Trying to tell you. 
Let's go from so, I want to go from 07 to now. But no, the question uh, in Vanderbilt history, you no, name his not, Vanderbilt history. Your name not coming man. up. You, you just said there were dogs in 07 that you not coming there. He literally they, just they got, said it. You know, I'm not talking you know about somebody who was like, like scary athletic. I know who you go say. Uh, this before like Jack Armstrong. Okay. Don't I don't mean, even know who that he's is. Like, but he's like 6'8". He, yeah. like, he could play basketball. Like, he's a pitcher. I mean, yeah. he's you a hitter. Like, he ended up winning a regional game for us in Louisville. As uh, a hitter? As a hitter. <laughs> he, he didn't have very many at-bats that year, yeah. but he was kind of like sneaky athletic. But is he a pitcher? Pitcher. Okay. His dad pitched in the big leagues. Uh, man, there's so many. Like, I mean, I, I think of somebody who, like, I'm thinking about a guy who played two sports. You got a guy like Greg <coughs> who can do uh, – he uh, he's athletic. He beat you in the race. By Grizz the way, is, uh, Grizz did know. beat me in the race. Yes, yeah. he did beat me in the race. He That's fair. <laughs> it's true. Um, right, beat you. He burnt it's true. You. Yeah, he's a good athlete. Ch- Ch- sneaky Chandler Day. Sneaky with the basketball and whatnot. Oh yeah, I yeah. did say that. You know, Who's the other basketball player? I said. Um, uh, you know about Kaiser. Kaiser's a good athlete. Kaiser I mean, he's you know as we got all his knees. Y'all, you tell me, Jonathan White. Oh yeah, he's probably the best yeah. one. Jay White, was, you always yeah, tell me he's that he's athletic for sure. He's up. That's there. the only one so, I think of. So my, he's um, you know the the mannequins that are in Dick mm-hmm. Sporting yeah, Goods. Yeah, That's Johnny White. Yeah, damn. Like I, I he's yeah. yoked out of his mind. Like he's got like eight abs. Like he's he looks <laughs> yeah. like that guy. He's the Under Armour model. Like that's okay. what that's what that is. That's a good one. I I would have forgot about Johnny. Like not thinking about that one. I, I would I would include Johnny. You, got, you, like, you forgot he, about him. So even no, even now there's just kidding like JD Rogers. Oh, yeah. He's a football. He's a former football player. He's like, hey, like no, that. Hey, he's JD Rogers different. Yeah. Though. He's and, more like Grizz, than Grizz he has is. got the football background. Grizz is like a walking GI Joe though. Like you mm-hmm. see him, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. Well, well, like I said, I man, told you what was gonna happen. He he said you were gonna say Cal right. Your first gonna be Cal. Wright. Well, so when when it comes draft time, those guys always come in and like the scouts yeah. ask mm-hmm. about you guys. He's way out on Kyle Rack. Well, I had to defend myself and tell him that I watched him deadlift 700 pounds. He didn't believe me. But um, they were having – I told the guy, like, they were having, like, pitchers BP, like, you know, after school. Yeah, you guys, oh, my God. You guys spent – Oh, yeah. Spent time. The kid, the, the ball pitcher, was in the scoreboard. Oh. He was <laughs> launching balls off the base of the scoreboard. Yeah, unreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just, I don't think people believe it, but like that, it facts. literally was happening. Like he just step in there and just start swinging, and you're like, bro, there's no way. Yeah, that's, that's not exaggerating either. It's not an exaggeration right the at all. <laughs> like yeah. he was hitting the yeah. scoreboard. Yeah, 100%. so the, those brick pillars, I tell everybody, mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he was hitting brick. I'll be it was BP, but still, still, like, still. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a good BP story, like something like that. We had this um, our volunteer assistant coach got named Blake Allen. Yeah, yeah, uh, BAs, I love BA. Uh, so Pedro was my first year. Pedro Alvarez. You want to talk about the ball sound off the bat, completely different than any uh-huh. human that I've mm-hmm. like listened to hit. Just yeah. completely different. At the end of each, at the end of each BP, like he was always in the last group. Him and Coach Allen would like have this game. He would see if he could pop one up as high as he could. Uh-huh. And then Blake would throw the next pitch and see if he could hit the ball out of the ballpark before that ball landed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's different. 
I mean, the kid was, it was crazy to watch this kid hit BP. I heard it was his sound off the bat and Aaron Westlake. Westy was, yeah. He's a huge human being, too. Yeah. <coughs> so there, uh, the YouTube clip of Pedro I remember that, that year, the Man- overrated. What's that, Memphis? We were yeah. at, um, I think it was, it? we were playing yeah. Memphis, but we were at the, we were, park. The, we were at the ballpark. Redbirds? No, we didn't play at Memphis. We met in the middle. Where's Chattanooga that Lookouts? Not Chattanooga. That's going to hit me. Mm. But you can hear like these two or three kids like, overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has a similar setup to Hoover. Like, yeah. You know how the scoreboard has a clock over it. He hit the ball over the scoreboard in this wooded area. One of the farthest balls I've ever seen hit in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, and he comes down and absolutely like curb stomps the plate and looks at the guys when he comes hmm. up there yeah like, like yeah. that he was that was crazy that year so let's go, just going on pedro you remember how old miss's baseball field set up mm-hmm. yeah you got the bullpen the visiting bullpen in the outfield you know where yeah. the fans can get on you like that's that's such a cool place to play baseball but there's tennis courts behind there okay yeah yeah i've seen him launch a ball jesus on the tennis courts that's how. Cr- that's how it's crazy. It's not like they're the right there. They're a little. It's a ways back there. So I mean, you're talking about. That's hitting the ball a long way. You ever hit one that far? No, no that's, a, that's that's far. <laughs> that um, hey, you got you got one out at LSU. Yeah, you, South Carolina. How many bombs you? How many bombs you South hit at Vandy? Six, five, five. Yeah, I think three. Oh. What's his name? Jules hit a good one. Jules hit one. Yeah. one. Yeah. South Carolina and Alabama. Alabama. South Carolina South Carolina. the scoreboard, and Alabama went over the scoreboard. Most recently, though, probably one of the best ones I've seen hit, uh, Jason Gonzalez. Don't don't tell me you're talking about the BP one. No, no, no. Uh, Super regional against Georgia Tech. Uh-huh. I saw that. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to the left of the batter's eye, but it cleared the batter's eye. Like, we're talking about, like, the mm. small parking – yeah. Like section where basketball parks up there. Oh, up there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nah, he hit. I remember one in BP. He did a slash, and he hit he the light up. pole in left field. Like the light, he hit the actual light fixture. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, there's no way. That mm-hmm. was the craziest. Man, let's saw. get into some um, some kickouts in terms of uh, people who got kicked out the the weight room and <laughs> conditioning and. <laughs> And all that, you know, you give your own stories. Uh, I give one that I, I give my own personal. When I was testing you to come on this, uh, the last text from you is, are you serious in all caps with the exclamation marks? And that's the day that I missed the weight room. It was like super regional time. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. First, I've never been late to anything. That's the first time I was late. And um, there, there are very few people that go to the go through the program that don't get it's a part of it. Asked to leave at some point. I yeah. think, did you manage to make it your career without getting the boot? From you? Not from me, from just like anybody. Uh, no, I missed so miss the first official practice. I was kick, kicked out of first okay. official practice. You know, you're going to laugh. The only person, and I think it's because he hid from Corb the most of the time that he was there. <laughs> Walker Gersanti. He managed he not yeah. to get banged from That's impressive. anything. Yeah. That's actually impressive. That's 
Yeah. You have damn. That's hard that's to tough. do. That's yeah, like you, you oversleep. I mean, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of things. Like you're tough. you're late for a weight room. Like there's stuff that happens. You're late to class. Yes. You get a text from Nick Bell yeah. talking about you late. Hey, you late. Like Sarah Sanders like Bro, you, know, you, matter, you might as well go tell Corbs. You got a hat on. You get a. I mean, somebody. What's the the sociology teacher? The red hair. Lori Woods. Lori Woods. Woods. That's yeah, my I girl. I remember she yep. emailed Corey yep. one time talking about a player inside the, yeah. uh, the classroom. And Corey's read the email out loud in the in, in the, the classroom. classroom. Mm-hmm. We'll see you. You know, one of those. <laughs> but, well, uh, okay, so going back to the kickouts, one of my favorite. I already know where he's going. All right, so maybe one of my favorite all time is Will Toffee. Mm. Okay, there's, there's, there's a couple Toffee stories here, but this one was on the field. This one was on the field. So I was standing. You guys always know my spot. Like when I was in the dugout, I was yeah. always at the end. Like I yeah. kept to myself. Like didn't do anything like that. And Toffee was having a rough week. And just baseball was not coming easy to him. And it was starting to show. Like mm-hmm. he was visibly like, like yeah. not like outburst, but like, yeah. I suck at baseball. I can't do this. Like mm-hmm. it was bad. Like yeah. airs. Couldn't hit. Like it, all things added up to a certain moment, and at that time, like Corpse is fed up with it too. At this point in time, Corpse just casually walks down the third baseline. You know how he goes around there, goes around the infield, mm-hmm. and takes his spot. He goes, he goes, Toff. I don't want you to come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't raise his voice. <laughs> he didn't yell at him. He didn't swear. Anything like that. And Toffee, like, looked at him. And was, well, he didn't say anything, thank goodness. But yeah. it's like, you serious? Toffee was gone for a few days. Just Coach just casually being like, I don't want I, just, I don't know. You need a vacation. <laughs> mm. Now, then there's my, own, there's my own personal stories, like, in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Look across mm. the street yep. in the Olympic. Uh, there's, there's that one. <laughs> I, think, I think the most notorious one, there's two of them probably that stick out. Uh, one with Will Toffee and a beanie. Mm-hmm. There was, there was, <laughs> dumbass. There was a lot going on that fall. Let's just, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. lay the foundation out for that. And mm-hmm. we were trying to reestablish some norms of the program and some expectations and some standards. And as a strength coach, like you're supposed to execute those standards of the head coach, like mm-hmm. like that. That's part of it. That's part of that role. And I'll I'll admit it probably wasn't one of my better days as as a strength coach or, or a human being, but <laughs> Toffee, Honestly, I appreciate the, appreciate the honesty. Toffee Toffee was the only one. So we all have program gear. Everybody has program gear. They come yeah. in, same shorts, same shirt. We might lose the shirt during the workout, but you're yeah. coming in It's gotta be on as a unit. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that was our Well Toffee came in with a beanie on that day and I lost my mind. Absolutely, you. I. I I'm, you. You guys probably have a better recollection of what I said, but it was probably one of those moments. Like I blacked out in the moment and probably yeah. said a few things that I sounded like. <laughs> you want to know it's crazy? It's like nobody knew, noticed that he had a beanie on until it was too exactly. late. Exactly. Yes. That like was nobody the, noticed. Yes. It. But he was the only one. But fast forward, yeah. I tell Corb that I blow up on Toff. There was some. There was a few things wrong in the pitching lab too. And Brownie was Brownie was on his way of kicking the pitchers out of the pitching lab. Mm. Uh, Corp came in that team meeting, 
hot on 10 it was, it was a perfect storm it Sounds was like it. everything everything like led to that moment he got right in toffee's face <laughs> we had to revisit the beanie incident in the classroom mm-hmm. in front of everybody again Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Yeah. You're a tough guy, huh? <laughs> okay, so he, he, talk, he talks to Toff, gets done with Toffee. He goes to the front of the classroom. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you guys might have already talked about this, but this is, this is good. Jackson Gillis was a freshman at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yep, sitting right next to me. Sitting right next to Harry. And for some reason, Jackson has a water bottle on this particular day. Full shaker bottle, just Corp, full. Corb looks at him and goes, this yours? Yeah, he picks up the water bottle, stares Jackson Gillis right in the face, and just pours it on the carpet. Mm. Just slams it down. <laughs> Not having it. I was like, "Well, this but I guess I guess somebody was telling me that Jackson like didn't do that like all semester, and he asked one of the older guys, "Can I bring a water bottle to the classroom?" Mm-hmm. So the first time he takes a water bottle to the classroom, Corbs. Yeah. Pours it out, Pours traumatized. Right out. Chucks, I don't think he ever brought one back. So the other, the other dismissal from my standpoint had to be Phil Clark. I about there to it is. Ding, 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 ding. Which one you talking about? Here's it was two. I only remember one. Was there not one at USC? Uh, I couldn't dismiss him because it was right before a game. But you, you wanted to. So like the the standards, like we talked I about, remember the this. standards this of the program. Was funny. Like just, yeah, you get through first base, right? Like yep. You finish a drill, like anything. Like Phil is notorious for like walking out the last five yards of a stretch. Drove me bonkers. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. So one of them was at USC. We're getting warmed up. Ironically, after a rain delay in Southern California, yes. we're in the outfield, and I got cones set up, trying to get everything done. And Phil does it again. And mm. I, I was thinking, God damn it, Bill, get through the f-ing line. Yeah. I mean, this is the outfield, so everybody had to hear me. <laughs> Scott Boris is in the stands, probably like, what the hell's going on? Uh, but the other one was in the gym. This is regional or super regional? This was, this was late gym? in the year. This was late in the year. We were in the practice gym. Yep. We were doing a warm-up. for. It was like a Sunday. It was a <laughs> Sunday was, lift or something like sun, that. It was after something. It was like a rollout type of day. We were chilling, and it was, it was supposed to be like a chill day. He's like, we're going to go to the basketball gym. Like, just we're going to chill, just warm up real quick. Come back. And that shit turned left like real quick. And I was standing right beside Phil. And when he said, I thought. Ethan Paul. Ethan Paul started walking, yes. He was all three of us so, beside each other. And same thing. Phil did the same thing again. I, did, I said the same line, and I was just mm-hmm. like, Phil, get the out of here i threw my whistle down i didn't even say phil i sorry i didn't say yeah phil. No, that's, you didn't. that's, that's, that's the part what that's part I, I was like get the f- out of here and then like three people start to walk out because they was talking to me right all three of them me, just start walking even, even but phil, phil phil's the only one that knows like it's me but he didn't say anything phil, phil just like puts his head down <laughs> he just started walking I'm, I'm ethan like, paul starts to head out the door I'm like, what are you doing yeah get back here He's like, oh, sorry. Are you telling me to leave? <laughs> I'm like, I know I got through the line, dog. But, you know, but. And then that whole, that one went sideways. Everybody quiet. Not a, not a dismissal one. You guys remember Matt McGarry? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, Corb, Corb, yeah. talk, Corb made fun of him because he talked about him being energetic. Like, that was like, Matt yeah. said he's like energetic. Yeah. But 
again. He told Corbs he loved to sleep, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. And the kid, kid could fall asleep anywhere. Damn. One of our post-lift things as a pitcher that year, like we would sit down and a form of meditation, a form of focus. Like we would turn the lights out and let let the guys just yeah. just do their breathing. Like yeah. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And everybody got up except him. He fell asleep in the weight room. The disrespect. Everybody just everybody got up, everybody left, and it was just me and McGarry. And I woke him up extremely That's loudly. That's tough to do. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really that's, bad. That's, that's tough to do. Well, we used to do yoga freshman year in the pitching lab. Like, none of the coaches were down there, but we used to always go to sleep. Like, always. Coach Brown sleep. does, like, the focus thing before, mm-hmm. before a training session. And you'll see the guys that they'll fall out. Yeah. I mean, it's tough being it. And that's why, that's why I moved into that strength and conditioning role. It's, let's be honest, like, being an SEC athlete's. It's hard. Anyways, mm. playing baseball at Vanderbilt, that's tough. It's different. The expectations of classroom, baseball, like you're in Nashville, like I get it. You guys have, like you guys, yeah. you guys are humans, like mm-hmm. hang out with people outside of yeah. baseball and stuff like that. So it's a lot. Like, and I wanted to like, like I bring out, even though I had my moments of kicking people out and stuff like that, I really tried to do my best to help take care of you guys like Mm. within the within the framework of the program you know the standards and stuff of that nature that i had to execute but i really try i really wanted to step in that role and make sure i try to take care of you guys and prepare you for for what you're doing. Sorry. Ham would always yeah. say, if y'all help me, I yeah, promise yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, help he, y'all. Yeah, he always said I that. promise y'all. <laughs> if y'all, if y'all help me out, I got y'all. All right, let's get through the he, he always had good feel. So good yes. feeling. I'm mean like there is there one particular workout or a couple where the team came in, it could be our year, anybody's year, that you knew it was like a say it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series and we won on Saturday. So you know what's gonna happen Saturday night. But on Sunday we got like a you know, a light day, you know, to come in, you know, but you always have feel, you can see by the, the body yeah, language and the faces, like what, how, the, how the night went. And so. Are you kidding? <laughs> so I started out as an athletic trainer and one of my first pitchers was a kid named Sonny Gray. <laughs> wow. You guys are laughing. So yeah. we'd always have this routine when he would come in on Saturday. Sonny could have some stories now. Yeah. Right. So you, I mean, you're student athletes. You got to have, you got to have a feel when to push, when not, and, and things yeah. of that nature. So, yeah, there was a few times that some guys came in banged up, and we had to make some adjustments and stuff like that. Mm. So. My senior year, that first workout, definitely want to talk about that. <sighs> yeah, which you don't remember. I don't know remember you remember this we one. Didn't, you had to uh, cancel. You, you stopped the workout. We After oh, the push-ups, the remember we the did the push-ups. Oh, yeah. The warm-up was like 40 <laughs> minutes, and we're, well, we're sweating, okay, so, dying. So that's Corb's big thing. Like every year, like reset, like set the standards and stuff like that. So that first workout, like you got to do it right. Like yeah. execute. If you're not set up right, you don't do that. You should see the boys warm up now. It's way worse than. That's what, that's what Enrique said. Well, it's way <laughs> yeah, worse yeah. than what, like mm-hmm. that experience uh-huh. there. So that day was so bad i remember i always wore like the like the short sleeve thing i was drenched completely and utterly like dehydrated too i sat down after that and i was dizzy myself 
Yeah. Like just moving like Ain't that something? There was no bad <laughs> a bitch. There was no like in my heart of hearts, like still like his like toughness, we're gonna finish the workout, like everything of that nature, like that's his yeah, that's his thing. With my athletic training background, I knew if we ran that day, like we were scheduled to, it wasn't gonna end well. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no way. Cause I you know it was so hot. So I sat down and got dizzy. He absolutely lit me up after that. Really? Y'all I had, I had no clue. Like we had people fall out during stretch. The stretch, yeah. People it, fall out during stretch. It was horrible. It was bad. It was it was a we don't really stretch that long, but like that was, that was the first day, so it's a little different. You yeah, know? the first day and stretch always different. And people like <laughs> like doing the stretches, you know. Hayden Stone told our athletic trainer Tracy Campbell that he couldn't I can't see. see. <laughs> Hayden, <laughs> I can't see, man. <laughs> open, open your <laughs> eyes, Hayden. Open your I eyes. Like, what was oh, that? Open your eyes, Stoney. Stoney, man. That's so we like, had a freshman that year. I don't know if it's Joe Fulcher. Fulcher, is that his name? He, last, he, lasted, he lasted like two weeks. Yeah, if that, <laughs> I remember weeks. him. I so, it might have been the first workout. It might have been one of the next week. I don't think he. I don't think he made it that far. He made it, it like might three, have been, yeah, made it like that three far. days in the class. Yes. Yep. So, and he's like, I'm out. I remember Tracy like so, sitting him up like this and like trying to like <laughs> we were, wake yeah. up or something like that. In the Gator, we did. Um, we always did like evaluations on pitchers, like movement screenings and stuff like that, yeah. and we tried to do. Like a nutrition, like just a basic nutrition. Like, what do you eat? What do you eat for breakfast? Pop tarts. Okay. What about what about lunch? Uh, usually cereal. I'm like, okay. What about dinner? Anything good? He goes, nah. Usually just just snacks. I just oh my goodness. I don't. Because I really don't eat that much. I'm like, what? <laughs> you gonna fall out? You wonder why. I mean, there were times that there were times that guys would come in. Uh, a position player would come in on a Monday to to get in a lift throughout the course of the day, and I, I can I can tell you one time there was I, I did it for I did it for Harry on occasion. Uh, somebody would walk in, you know what? I'd, they'd go through their they'd go through their activation, their warm up, and it'd mm-hmm. be like, "All right, here's what I want you to do today." Once you get on this foam roller, do this. You see that door out there? I want you to go to the bathroom. I just don't want you to come back. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if you guys like, appreciated that or not. But oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Hammer a good feel today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, always, but there, I'm telling you. So I did. Was always looking out for us. As annoying as it was, we would always do those questionnaires, you know, on the, on the elite Oh, form. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. As annoying as it was. I read those. Oh, that's, like, like you guys, I you guys, one hundred percent. No, you you didn't. But I would use that. There was so there was one time that I asked a stress question, like, "How stressed are you right now?" So that ah, stress can come from oh, anything. Yeah. You playing bad, like school, school, yeah. girlfriend, family, everything yeah. of that nature. Like ten being the worst, like zero, like stress free and living life. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever put a ten on this thing. There had been some like sevens or eights during finals week or midterms yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, we'd watch the trends. There was one time a kid put a ten. You guys were probably like, "Oh shit!" I was I was concerned, so I talked to this kid, and and I did one of those things. Like, Are you okay? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't need you in here if you're not 
if you're not right. Well, I got to know this kid a little bit better. There was stuff going on at home. The academic workload that he was dealing with at that particular time was just unreasonable. Yeah. So I talked to our academic advisor. I like talked to our nutritionist. I'm like, this, this kid doesn't need to be in the weight room. He needs to <laughs> something else. Yeah. He needs to get some schoolwork done, yeah. stuff of that nature. But yeah, that's, no I, joke. I tried yeah. to as mm-hmm. much as much as I pushed you guys and challenged you guys. I've really tried to like navigate some of those situations appropriately, especially during season. That's that's hard. That's, that's in the fall. Yeah, in the fall we're going, going crazy. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Fall, you got to do. And we want to though. Yeah. You know, you know, especially all right, arm farm, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly what it was. You know, but uh, kind of you got a of course tells a story, but you were a major part of that story, um, the Fine Feinberg story, and so play the game, gets hit, blood, all that stuff, and you can tell the rest. You know, you can tell the better. So that was my first year. So mm. the, that would have been the first full spring would have been 2008. And I actually, after that year, I I honestly was wondering if I was ever going to make it at Vanderbilt baseball. <laughs> during the fall, during the fall of 2007, Ryan Flaherty took a ball off the eye, <laughs> broke a bone in his face. Our director of operations got him Mike Kalitri which is now with um, Phillies. Okay. He's with the Phillies organization as a coach. He took a ball off the jaw in the dugout, broke his jaw. Damn. So we had a kid, we had a left-handed kid named Stephen Little. He was so late on this fastball. Mike had no chance. So the ball, like the ball catching him off the jaw, he breaks his jaw. This was all in the fall. We go out to Arizona State to open up the year and uh, start out in Tempe. Uh, our third baseman that year, a kid named Pedro Alvarez, breaks a bone in his hand. I'm like, great. My first year as an athletic trainer. Hey, yeah. Corb, you're All-American third baseman right there. He's going to miss like six weeks. Mm. I'm like, great. Um, so we make it through that. And it, it, right about time he comes back, it's like four weeks. It takes him like four weeks to get back. But not, not uncommon. But that's when we go down to Ole Miss. We go down to Ole Miss, and this is right about the time Pedro's coming back. And we get rained out on Friday. We're supposed to play two games on Saturday. And I don't know if you guys know, he still pitches in the big league. Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lance Lynn still pitches in the White big leagues. White Sox. Yep. He absolutely squared up Alex Feinberg with like a 90-some-mile-an-hour fastball. I mm. kid you not. You can YouTube this; like you can still see it. It makes a sound that the old Miss dugout actually thinks it hit his bat. Like the old Miss dugout yeah. screaming, "Like oh, his bat's foul ball! It's foul yeah. ball!" I don't know if he meant to do it on purpose, but you can see him turn around and like spit towards the dugout. Mm. Never goes down. This kid never goes down. Wears a ball off the face doesn't go down meet him at first base meets me there like i have my i always had sunglasses on yeah. i always had a pair of glasses on and he's like trying to look in the glasses like seeing what's wrong with his face uh it happened to cut his lip too and i remember looking at him i see the laceration 
of his lip. And Alex was playing out of his mind up to this point. Yeah. He was one of our best hitters in the lineup. Pedro was out of the lineup. Like, we, we weren't playing that great, but he was playing unbelievable. And I know that. And I look at Alex and I see the cut on his face. I'm like, oh, and Alex looks at me and goes, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. I'm like, all right, you got yeah. me. You, you got me. I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, all right, man, let's go. Let's, let's, we're going to have to get this looked at. I get him out. And this is before Ole Miss did those renovations to their place. I get him back, and he's sitting on these stairs. And they, they continue. I could literally take his jaw and move it. Mm-hmm. And and I remember looking at him like, "All right, Alex, we're gonna have to get this looked at." Like, I'm not I'm not a doctor. I don't I don't have X-ray right now. But, but this ain't right. This ain't right. <laughs> yeah. So take him to the ER. And he's just I mean just blood, broken jaw, like the laceration on his lip. They stitch him up. And we're like, "All right, what are we gonna do with this kid?" Like, there's another game. Another game that day, and we still have to play on Sunday. Yeah. Maggie Corbin actually drove him from Oxford, Mississippi that day all the way to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And this kid's kid at the time, like, talking a business plan as he's, like, spitting blood into a coffee cup the whole way. on the way home. Okay, story's not done. Oral surgeon, back at home, get him taken care of. They wire his jaw shut. Okay. Get him out of the hospital on Monday after surgery, all stitched up. We go, we go. I remember like we were gonna go get him soup at Bread and Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I remember him trying to mumble to me. He's like, "Can you order for me?" Like, so because he can't, he yeah, couldn't he can't talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get him all situated there, and we have a follow up with oral surgery like in like two days. That night. I get a call from Corb. There's an athlete in his office. He goes, hey, Hammer. Um, I can't sit here in my office. His arm's like swollen and purple. I'm like, all right. That's not good. End up going to ER that night. So Oxford, Feinberg in the hospital, surgery. Taking another kid to ER that night. Kid had a blood clot oh, in his damn. arm. He ended up spending quite quite a bit of time in the hospital. Wow. So like, this is all my first year. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not going to make it past this year. Like, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way that I'm going to make it as an athletic trainer in this. All right. Fast forward a little bit with Feinberg. The oral surgeon was great. He had worked North Carolina football. Like he yeah. So he was telling us a story about North Carolina. This kid got in a bar fight. Football player. Yeah. Had to wire his jaw shut. The coach is like, can you play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing's wired so tight. I mean, you ain't going to do anything wrong. Yeah. It might hurt, but you ain't going to do anything wrong with it. He tells Alex that story. And Alex's like, oh, when can I play? <laughs> Alex and the guy looks at him and goes, why don't you can breathe running bases and playing defense? Like, good. You can play. Yeah. So that next day, we walked out to the baseball field. Like, you want to do this, Alex? He goes, yep. Like, you can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we did home first. We did some first and thirds, second home. Are you good? He goes, yeah. <laughs> the kid played the following Tuesday. 
after he got his jaw wired shut. And he played with a helmet mask. Mm-hmm. Like, this was before like better, better technology, but he was he was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. that's crazy. Um, nah. But that year was that year was tough. <laughs> I, I, I see, I see. It was a long year. Um, being a being a shrimp coach in, in the SEC, you know, we get to travel to all these different places and all these different workout. Um, gyms and whatnot either like some of the coaches that you've talked to over the years that you've developed a good relationship with like who are some of those guys and also like some of your favorite weight rooms to you know go to mine person was well, it wasn't their personal but georgia's weight room got to lift in there i think there was nice yeah that thing was ridiculous georgia's yeah. georgia's facility is, is, is pretty good yeah. and that wasn't even the the new football one that they put together with yeah. that wasn't even that wasn't even that the new facility that Ole Miss has put together, uh, Coach Zach Boone, he was there mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, they have they have a nice place now. Uh, I always liked South Carolina's setup because it's yeah. right next to the oh, field. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right next to the field. Uh, those are the ones that come to mind. Mm. Uh, but those are all those are all those are all changing now. The strength coaches over the years been fun, especially especially with, and same thing with the athletic trainers. Because I've I've got to carry on those relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With with uh, Billy Anderson from South Carolina, I've learned a lot from him. He started out in football. He's now the director of uh, Olympic sports when it comes to strength and conditioning, and he does he does baseball. So through an exper- <coughs> through an experience thing, he he talked me through a lot mm-hmm. uh, when that. But there's been uh, Ryan Gerhart at Georgia. Uh, he's been there. He's been there for. He came with. Coach Strickland from where were they at in Ohio? He took that team to Omaha. Uh, Why am I drawing a blank on that one? Strickland, Strickland, yes. Was it Kent State? Kent State. State. He came from Kent State to Georgia and has been with Coach Strickland ever since. Um, But I don't think it's for me. It wasn't. I mean, it's cool. I mean, we you get to play in some of the best baseball facilities in the country. I remember. I remember going down and playing at Old Miss when I was with Belmont. Mm-hmm. This was midweek. Yeah. So we bust down four and a half hours, Old Miss. I remember sitting in the outfield as an athletic trainer, watching our team get ready. Like, I really want to work in these like this environment. Yeah, and, and it and it happened. Like, it come just, on now, it happened. But the relationship with the strength coaches, the athletic trainers over the years, that's been fun. But you know what the really fun part about? It's going to check out the local places in each yeah. mm. uh, each like, yeah. like Athens yeah. and Baton Rouge yeah. and stuff like that. Athens is fire. Athens is a college town for sure. So that and that that was always and we always have our spots and we go back. Yep. I gotta yeah. go get I gotta go get a piece of pizza from here. Something like that. But I'll tell you a lighter side of Corbs. If you've ever had dinner with the Corbins, it doesn't start until Eight thirty, lately. Eight thirty. So we finished up. It was well after nine. We head back to the hotel. Corp sees a frozen yogurt place on the way back. Yes, man. Lights still on. He pulls up and go. We're all getting out of the car. He, doors locked. We can see that you can see the young lady like counting money in the register, yeah. and the young lady's like, "Nope, nope, we're closed." 
somehow Corbs gets this young lady to come to the door. He goes, I promise if you let us get some yogurt, I'll take care of you. Mm. Come so on, the young, broke her up. The young, the young lady opens the door. It's like, all right, go ahead, help yourself. Yeah, I remember he gave her like a twenty-five dollar tip for opening up the door. So we got frozen yogurt. And we went back to the, we went back to the team hotel. Cool. That's, that's that's him for you. That's uh, that's an awesome side. That yeah. You mentioned um when you were at Belmont going down to Ole Miss, being in an SEC environment. What was what would you say was the best stadium? To be in, Ooh. whether it was just right. a crowd or like a crazy fan experience, anything uh, like that. There, there are a couple that come to mind. South Carolina in 2011. Yeah, it was rolling. Yeah, yeah. they were good. They were, they were yeah, really they good. were really yeah. good. Michael Roth, like Jackie had, Bradley, Jackie Bradley Jr. in the outfield. Yeah. Uh, they had a third baseman that wore a chain. That he was just—he was a South Carolina baseball player, yeah. just huge. Like you knew what you knew what that looked like. Uh, South, South Carolina, 2011, when well, we were good too. That was yeah. the year. That was the first year we mm-hmm. went to Omaha. Uh, Sonny Gray, Grayson Moore, like all, all those guys, like Jack Armstrong, Navery Moore, like not Grayson, yeah. not Grayson Moore. Uh, Grayson Garvin. Grayson Garvin. Sorry, yeah. getting my Graysons mixed up. I have never despised, uh, what is it, Sandstorm? That yep. Their song that they always play, like coming out on the field. Mm-hmm. Like they do it in football when they, they come out. I heard that song so many times that weekend. Those fans are crazy. Yeah. And they hate Coach Corbin because of his ties with Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they true. absolutely wear him out. Oh, that's funny. Just wear him out. So that one's a good one. And Ole Miss. Ain't going I Ole Miss, Ole Miss yeah. when they're rolling and they got the student section going in the outfield. Beer showers. Yeah. Beer showers. Fun. It's it's a cool environment. That that one's fun. Uh, those are probably the top two on my list. Yeah. Now, <laughs> when – Texas A&M gets to counting the balls. Yeah. Like ball four, ball yeah. six, ball eight. That's a lonely feeling. Uh, Drake, Fe- Drake Fellows talked about <laughs> getting rattled when they when they started adding up the numbers there. Drake got like, the ball six. <laughs> Drake, I'm, not, I'm never throwing a strike again. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, people who don't know, although you, our strength coach at the time, you were always uh, in the bullpen with the pitchers. And so you and Brownie would communicate throughout the game. We have to get somebody hot, you know, warm up. And so give us like some, cause we don't know, cause we're in the dugout or on the field, some bullpen stories over your your years there, you know, anything. Cause your pitchers always, they're pitchers, you know. So you got any bullpen stories out there? So it was a good, it was a good move by me. That was a great. It was a yeah. solid move. I, I applaud you for that one. It, it, it's a different environment in the bullpen. There's different personalities down there, but. I'd get to hang out with our student manager for like the first three innings until the pitchers the pitchers came down. Yeah. Particular story. Um, I mean, the easy target's Hugh Fisher. Yeah. I could guarantee you every time Hugh Fisher got the ball to warm up, he would spike a ball 
I mean, he'd do it like his normal throws. But once he got on the mound, first ball guaranteed in the dirt. Mm. Next ball was going off the screen. Of course. And like very next, very next ball. So that he's an easy target. Oh man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'd literally watched a kid throw a pitch, and I don't know, like for I mean, I know we're on a podcast, but there's there's a very high net that yeah. protects the fans. That mm-hmm. there's a patio oh, yeah. area yeah. that can oversee our bullpen. It's a very high net. Yeah. I literally watched a pitcher throw a ball over that net. That's tough to do. That's really hard. Over that net, about hit a fan. Okay. Brownie calls down. You ready? You ready? Austin Becker. Austin Becker. Austin Austin Becker. Becker. He ended up transferring to Texas Texas Tech. 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 Uh He's a really good arm. Mm -hmm. So he does this. I'm like, my eyes just light up. I'm like, oh, how's he going to come back from this? He ends up getting warmed up. Now, he goes out in the ball game. He strikes out seven of eight hitters that he faced. That's how I always be, man. It's like they throw a good bullpen and get to the field bad. And I remember, like, hey, and Brownie always kind of like, how do you look in the bullpen? Well, as a matter of fact, Brownie, he looked like shit. (laughs) Not a trash. That's funny. That's one of the, like, that that was probably one of the wildest things because I'd never I wouldn't say anything to them. They pitchers have their mindset when they're trying to prepare, especially mm-hmm. in the bullpen in certain circumstances, trying to get ready real fast. Uh, I don't say much. You ready? Feel good? Like, I don't like if they miss or anything like that. Yeah. I don't worry about that. Just make sure your arms ready. To, yeah, ready to go. I I didn't say anything when this kid threw a ball over the net and he somehow managed to recover and do that. So. <laughs> There's that's some that's some wild stuff, but another bullpen story um, was from Zach King. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't know if you guys remember, like as as an athletic trainer, I always had to be like, like pretty level. Yeah, like, I couldn't do the ups and downs of the games. That just wasn't me, and I I held that as a strength coach too. And even when I moved in the bullpen, you'd never see me, you would never see me like celebrate and jumping yeah. around. There's only two times that I can recall that I actually celebrated. Mm-hmm. One was in 14, and we were in Omaha when we had the walk-off win against Texas. Mm-hmm. And in the Omaha dugout, there's like these two steps. I remember jumping up. I landed on the second step, ended up on my back, on the ground, in the dugout. Hold on. You went backwards? Backwards. I slipped. Oh. I slipped. Everybody's rushing the field, and I'm on my back. So, like, this is yeah. – I don't need to celebrate. Yeah, no more. <laughs> Drew Fan sees me laying on the ground. He's like, get the f- up, Hammer. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and then the other one's in the bullpen was Zach King. So, the Super Regional we had against Mississippi State that we hosted. Yes. Because Mississippi State, the facilities that year, that's – when Ethan Paul, I'm standing on, I'm standing on the back of the bullpen mound. Mm. I got my arms crossed. Ethan Paul hits mm-hmm. that. Like, I can still hear the Kyle Peterson like call of it. I'm Ethan. I'm looking for a cutter on the inner half. Corks it, mm. and the ball goes out. Zach King comes up from behind me and tackles me. 
takes me down to my knees. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was just one of those it was pretty it was pretty funny, but oh, it was it was JK in right field. Yeah. J, JK runs all the way hold on. Yeah, he 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 comes in a little bit, then he just and the ball was at the warning track. Yep. And then it just bounced and that's when Corey's like, Yeah, bring it done. up. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We can't see. But the we whole- actually won a game like that. Against UIC, my first year, Feinberg, as a matter of fact. Okay. We were down to UIC, bottom of the ninth. And for some reason, we always, up until like recently, like those games were always close. They'd always yeah. like run around, bunt them over. Like they were going to play that game. Like we never scored many runs. And it became that way. It started snowing. And the umpires were like, it's two outs, bottom of the nine. We're down one run. The umpires just like trying to get this thing over. Mm-hmm. Like, let's play. Feinberg is stepping out of the box. Like, he can't see either. So, like, he's like trying to wipe his eyes out, like buying time. Ryan Flaherty was on first base. Same thing. Ball goes up in the air. Nobody has a clue where the ball's at. <laughs> Flaherty scores all the way from first. So I think we I, we had two runners on. So yeah. Flaherty scores all the way from first. We went on a walk off. This ball legitimately lands like ten feet behind the first baseman. No. <laughs> the UIC coaches were livid. livid. I mean, out across the field, yelling at Corbs, yelling at the umpire. Like it was. No, he was, it was something now. He was hot. That ball landed right behind the first base. But That's good stuff. That's uh, so, you mentioned before we were recording, just a, you say that one, but also just a, a corp story in terms of, I'm sure in your, your tenure um, as the strength coach, there's been some um, times where like Corps got on you or just anybody that you've seen, you know, if you can. Let, let us know about um, some of those moments. Um, one that one that is fall of 2010. So this was before the 11 season. We had the we had this we had this young man named Sam Land. He transferred out. He came in from a JUCO. Could really hit. Mm-hmm. Didn't always have good timing about certain. Uh, so he had no feel. Certain, certain things. And it was one of Corb's moments in the fall. Like he was getting on some guys. He got on Jack Armstrong. I remember him getting on Drew Fan on this particular day about about not even related to baseball. And then he got to Sam Lenz. And Sam Lenz was short and quick. And he got to Sam. He's pointing out everybody. He got to Sam. He goes, he goes, and you, I brought you here to hit. Stop being weird. <laughs> and I'm in the back going. And I'm in the back, like trying not to laugh, because that was one of those like, that's that's good, coach. That's really good. Hold on, no. <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah, that's a moment right there, dude. Uh, that's, that's a good one. one. Uh, uh, and there was one I, I was a part of, but I didn't see. I was on the outside looking in. Uh, we got. We got bounced from the SEC tournament 2014 mm. really early Ugh. and in poor fashion. Mm. And as an athletic trainer, I would, I would take an extra vehicle on the road, so I'd be back behind the bus in a, in a minivan or whatever. And we park when we get back from Hoover. And this is on what, Wednesday, Thursday? Early. 
We, we didn't even make it to the weekend. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he calls, he texts like some of the older players, like team meeting, five minutes. So I don't even get out of the van and over to the baseball facility. The meeting's already started. And you can hear him saying just that. He goes, are you serious? Mm. Are you serious? We don't even make it to our weekend rotation. We get bounced out of the SEC tournament. We never get bounced out of the SEC tournament this fast. And you outside the door. I'm outside the door just listening. Yeah. And then Corpse kicks everybody out of the facility. Like, you're just gone. Like, yep. we're not going to, like, selection shows on Sunday. I don't want to see anybody until then. Mm. I go in the meeting room afterwards, and there's red. We had these whiteboards across the front of the classroom. <laughs> there was red on the whiteboard. I'm like, Garrett Walker was our equipment manager at the time. He goes, gee, that's not blood, is it? He goes, nah, nah, those are just markers. I'm like, all right, we're good. We're good. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Mm. Uh, there's, been, there's been a few of those times that, that, are, that are pretty good. Nah, that's, uh, I remember him lighting up Julian Infante for being late for a team meeting. You and him and Harry were late to that meeting. We were actually – Early. Oh, y'all, the We're elevator. They yeah. account for the elevator. the elevator. We walked in and it was three minutes till the meeting. No. And yes, it was. The meeting, y'all had started. But oh, we started early. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying there was three minutes okay. till it was supposed to start. I got you. And he's just like, he lets us sit down, then he just like he was loses talking, it. And then he just, he's, he's reading, he just he pauses. Looks he up. just. I was like, oh, shit. He's like, Here we and go. you want to play in the cape? That's what you want. Hold on, different story. Okay, uh, we're in one of those places, either Houston or California. No, that was but, a long trip. We started yeah, out. We started yeah, out in Houston. We went Houston, then went to California. Play played the midweek game against Long Beach. We got beat by Long Beach on a one ball that left the outfield. One ball that left the one infield. But you said I think. And then we went no, out to Long we Beach. went out to play in, in the Beach. Dodger Town Classic. After that, so mm-hmm. we played yeah. UC, USC. UCLA and then it was it was one of those games and we had a, a break in between. It's at the Dodgers. So we we uh like in the tunnel waiting for the next team to finish. Mm-hmm. And this man Harry is him and Tyler Brown are knocking and Gillis. I think it's Gillis. Oh, and they knocking down knocking nachos down. Yes. with chili. No, on we, were there. Houston, I was, we were in Houston. We were in Houston. As a strength. As a strength. Right so, before the game. Bro, bro, I was so hungry. But he I was, was so smacking hungry. them nachos. As a, I was hungry. As a strength coach, I'm watching eat. Tyler Brown like devour these nachos before a game. On there. I'm just going, oh, this isn't gonna end well. <laughs> we stretching the concourse. We yeah, were stretching the concourse, yeah. the concourse, and then somehow, I don't know. Course found out about you eating nachos. Yeah, I don't like, know if I had nachos or a hot dog. I think I, I had something though. I did have something. He's like, you're not serious, though. He's like, you're not serious. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was hungry. Bad. Bad. I had to eat. Yeah, man. About just training athletes and. Oh yeah, you like know, high you school got, athletes. Like what? What like strength coaches? Like don't are interrupt looking, me when I'm talking. But it was my idea. I wrote the idea down. Go ahead. So go oh, try. Right. But yeah, yeah, just you're quiet over here. I know you got something in the back of your mind. Well, it's know. past his bedtime. <laughs> he didn't have his nap today. Um, but yeah, no, just like what a high school athlete should like be doing, I guess, for to, if they want to get to the next level. Out of the views of like a strength coach, a collegiate strength coach, basically, was kind of the gist of no, what it. No, and I'll add on to that. Like, why kids? I don't. 
with me working with kids a lot nowadays, they don't understand how important it is to take care of your body and how much that translates to the field. No and question. How that elevates your game. No question. So I would challenge I would challenge younger kids to play more than baseball. Mm. Yeah. I, I I think it starts there and just creating a well-rounded athlete Mm -hmm. all right just as opposed i mean there's there's a particular time that you need to step away and specialize with baseball that's different for every everybody that wants to play but i would play something other than baseball if you have an opportunity to play a football or basketball or wrestling or anything like that do something do something a little different Um, and i'll steal a couple things here I'll steal a, a Corb's line that he says pretty much every year. Um, love your parents more, rely on them less. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and especially as especially as a youth athlete and continuing to play baseball in sports, like love your parents more, rely on them less in order to make yourself, like you're talking about, making yourself self-aware of what you need Mm. to prepare to play what you need to make sure you're in a good spot to prepare to play all right we can go on x's and o's and and plans like that but the sooner you can create a self-awareness of what to put in your body i know it's difficult for youth athletes because they rely on their parents for nutrition and stuff like that but know that if i eat something if i eat say i eat pizza happen to be a day before a game like that's what our family had that particular night and i don't bounce back or i don't feel right the next day like man those are like self-awareness moments like no nah, i can't i can't do that next time i gotta have i gotta have something else mm-hmm. to prepare like like a self-awareness of when you're stiff when you're sore when you're hurt because there's a difference between that and as an athletic trainer strength coach like we can help you manage that mm-hmm. but you got to be able to navigate that personally with that self-awareness like coach this isn't right like i'm legitimately hurt or is it soreness like if we start workouts in the fall there's some inherent soreness that that comes along with that Uh, now if you you have a pitcher that throws a pitch and feels something in their elbow that's that's different that's hurt that's not that's not sore but creating your self-awareness early uh, will help you out at that next level Uh, i was i was tried to we would have the framework of a program but as as i finished up i would try to allow five to ten minutes at the end of the program for you to get what you need Mm -hmm. in the weight room whatever that might be whether it's you know i need to blow off some steam today like life's getting to me right now i just want to do some arm farm i just want to pump up the arms look good in the mirror and walk out of here or a pitcher knows that, all right, I got five, ten minutes at the end of this session. I'll take care of some mobility drills, take care of my hips or anything like that. Something something that they can focus as their personal time. But I try to help educate those guys on making the right decisions during that. But if you can walk into a program knowing, like, yeah, I need this, especially if we were on the field Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Personally, I know I need to do this to take care of myself. I'm going to execute the plan that coach has on the board, but I know I need to spend time on the foam roller, do some active yeah. release or something like that. So 
That's a good point because, like, even like for me, uh, I had hamstring problems throughout my my years at Vandy. But like, say the team stretches, ten fifteen minutes, and I know that I need something more. Like I'm gonna either do some before to where those ten fifteen minutes I'm good after mm-hmm. that, you know, or like say we do uh, basically just get myself, you know. Cause I know my body. Yep. I know I need extra time before I get these these boys warmed that's, up. That's that's where I would argue with that mm-hmm. self awareness. If you yeah. can know what you need, and there's a there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Like have that conversation with a coach, like a coach, like I need a little bit more today like, mm-hmm. to get ready to get ready to throw, or get ready mm-hmm. to run, or something like that. And being able to have a conversation with a coach when it comes to that stuff. But those are probably the biggest things that I would take away for uh, for younger athletes mm-hmm. kind of moving up. No, that's for sure. No, I got um, – if the bench is clear, out of us three, who you want right next to you? Ben Bowden. <laughs> 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 that's, 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 that's what you're looking for? That's a good answer, though. Yeah, no, that's real, though. No, I, yeah, want, I want Bowden, yeah, too. Yeah, Bowden. That's good. I want him. Uh, in the group right here. Right now, it's between me and Roe, to be honest. It's just so, just so we you know. It's, you, you it's, don't it's, want it's not Harrison. It, what? It's not Harrison. It's not who? I'm not taking. I'm not taking Harry. It's not, Damn. It's not Harrison. Harry might end up hugging somebody in the middle of. Hey, I de-escalate. <laughs> okay, Harry, so, Harry, Harry okay. gonna ask you questions. So Are speaking you sure? of speaking of benches clearing, I played JUCO baseball. There were no rules in JUCO baseball. <laughs> we played Wabash Valley. Yeah, our our current assistant actually played at Wabash Valley. They had I don't know what led to the situation. We exchanged bean balls. One of their players comes running out of the dugout with a bat in his hand. He was coming to attack somebody with a bat. I remember our head co- our head coach at the time was Derek Hannis. He's now the Indiana State. Mm-hmm. Indiana State. Yeah. I remember him stepping in front of this kid like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so we got we got the, that bench-clearing brawl. That's a little different. Escalated. Yes. But it was Juco. You're different. Different personalities, yeah. stuff like that. So. But um, no, I appreciate you coming on him for real. Um, what's your username, Instagram? My username on Instagram? Yeah. Can't say username. <laughs> oh my god, you're so lame, bro. You got Twitter. You're more active on Twitter, right? Socials, not really are. Chris Ham, if you want him. Okay, so I think, I, I think I think my Twitter is ceham two one two. Go follow my man. That's all. So I was trying to get at. But I'm, say I'm not. I'm not using. I'm not a real. Chris Ham on Instagram. Yeah, Chris no, I think it's like a ham C something. Hammer time. <laughs> no. All right. Yep. Thank y'all for watching. Um, follow it's the podcast. Uh, subscribe, like. Appreciate y'all. We out of here. God, that's bad, bro. <laughs>